All aboard, the Trojan Train just picked up another commitment. You are Locked On Trojans, your daily podcast on the USC Trojans, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Fight on, everyone. I'm your host, Mark Culkin, and thank you for making Locked On USC your first listen every day. Whether you're watching on YouTube or wherever you like to download your podcast, we are free, and I really do appreciate your support. If you're watching on YouTube and you want to become a free subscriber, it's super easy. Hit that red subscribe button. You're done. Hit that thumbs up for the like. Both of those contributions mean a whole heck of a lot to the show. And because Locked on USC will come at you five times a week, hit the bell notification button, and that way you will not miss an episode. And this episode is brought to you by FanDuel Sportsbook, the official sportsbook of Locked On. Make every moment more. Visit FanDuel.com forward slash Locked On today, and you can get started. All right, this whole show is just packed with recruiting. This is the first show of the week. It's Monday uh, after USC's June recruiting bash. So I'm just going to get right into it. Let's go. Uh, as far as how the weekend rounded up, it started around 10 a.m. Father's Day, Sunday morning. That's when the first bat signal went up, the first Lincoln-Riley victory signal. And that was uh, for Marcellus Williams. Um, the, one of the top cornerback prospects, not just in California, in the country, uh, he made his announcement on social media. So while he and the rest of the recruits who were on their official visit to USC with their families were enjoying breakfast at uh, Crypto Reno, a.k.a. the house formerly known as Staples Center, um, that's when his, his uh, commitment video on social media came out. It was a uh, tribute to his father. It was a Father's Day present. And most felt that uh, Marcellus was a lock for USC because, one, his older brother, Max, he's on the team. Fifth year. Not so fast, not so true. A year ago at this time, seriously, USC, they weren't even in the picture, not even in the discussion for, Marce for Marcellus Williams. Um, but now, uh, with Marcellus, in tow, uh, Riley and his staff could potentially clear the bases over there at St. John Bosco. Marcellus could be the linchpin to everything kind of falling in place, the first domino to kind of tip over and watch everything else just happen. Because remember, there's still a few players on uh, USC's board from St. John Bosco, who, who who were paying attention to what Marcellus was going to do. They wanted to see, ultimately, what his decision would be. You know, it was between USC, Oklahoma, and a distant third, UCLA. So now we're going to see if that was enough, again, to convince a few of his teammates, hey, hop aboard before the spots get filled up. I think everyone knows who I'm referring to. Uh, two of his teammates, uh, Kingston Viliamuasa 
the highly rated linebacker. Peyton Woodyard, the highly rated safety, uh, the commitment, who was committed to Georgia. Both of those guys were really kind of keeping an eye saying, all right, let's see if Marcellus pulls the trigger. And let's not forget, you got Jordan Lockhart also, linebacker. So not only did his a couple of his peers from the 2024 recruiting class take notice, so did um, some guys down the line, including one of his class of 2026 teammates, um, who simply said this when he saw Marcellus's commitment. He tweeted, quote, home looking real nice. And then he threw up one of the little victory emoji signs and those big eyeballs kind of looking like oh, to the side. Um, that player, his name is Dutch Horisk. And many consider him the number one defensive rush edge in the class of 2026. He, I, I saw him up close and personal. He's six foot three, 235 pounds. I saw him at the Milliken Team Passing Championships last month. The sophomore to be. He just finished his freshman season. Uh, he's huge. <laughs> Big young man. So now with Marcellus Williams on board, it gives his position coach, Dante Williams, another feather right there, right there in his cap. Remember, just a couple of weeks ago, it was Dakota Fields from Jay Sarah, Gardena. You put those two together, and now Dante... You know, he pulls Marcellus Williams from Bosco. Um, Marcellus Williams, reminder, number 71 overall prospect, the number nine cornerback in the 2024 cycle, according to On3. That's not in California. It's overall. So you combine Dakota Fields and Marcellus Williams, that makes for a really nice no-fly zone duo. It's a good starting point for your cornerbacks. And, you know, Fields and Williams, I don't know, also sounds like kind of like a California winery brand. You never know. Celis uh, was really candid about uh, the role that Dante played in his recruitment. And he was also very candid about the role that Dante played in Makai Blackman's uh, development, becoming a third-round NFL draft, uh, draft pick. So where Dante Williams played a, had a huge role in the recruiting process, USC joining the big conference in 2024 also played a significant role. Remember, this is USC's first recruiting class for the Big Ten Conference. So, you know, some of you may have seen on social media over the weekend, I tweeted out some pics, uh, including one of Marquise Gallegos wearing his jersey on his official visit. It shows the big logo right there. Celis was wearing his also. What, what I'm getting at with this is USC is going to be playing teams that have a higher profile than the uh, than the Pac West, aka Pac twelve. That's my new my that's my new conference name for the Pac twelve without USC and UCLA. They're the the Pac West. Because it's gonna be the combination of uh, existing Pac conference and Mountain West caliber teams. Anyways. Um, 
but that played that USC joining the big conference played a role uh, in part of his decision. In fact, Marcellus told WeRSC.com, quote, it does hit harder now that you see the schedule. Uh, you'd never think SC would be playing Michigan in the Coliseum or SC going to Penn State or Ohio State. That's just stuff you don't see. Those big games on those big stages is just something I'd love to be a part of, end quote. So one of the, one of the recruiting selling points uh, for this class is the perception that every game is going to be a big game for USC. Reminder, USC opens the 2024 season in Las Vegas against LSU. And USC also faces Notre Dame at the Coliseum, another out-of-conference game. Uh, Marcellus wanted to add, and you still have Michigan, Penn State, Wisconsin, and other big games. So, yeah. Not only he, other recruits are recognizing this as well. You can read that full interview over on WeRSC when you're done making Lockdown USC your first listen every day. Uh, but here is a, one quote that I want you to be aware of uh, from a friend of our show, his name, his head coach at Bosco, uh, Coach Jason Negro. Uh, one of the things I'm really excited about is his development as a leader on our football team. He's playing with so much confidence and is making the younger players around him better. As a result, Celis is driven to be great and his practice habits, film habits, and weight room habits are all indicators that he wants to be elite heading into college. End quote. That's from his high school coach, Jason Negro. That's what USC's getting. That type of not only talent on the field, but that type of locker room presence, the behind-the-scenes guy. So USC hit it out of the park with Marcellus on his official visit, obviously. Secure the, uh, secure the commitment. And you can hit it out of the park, too, when you head on over to FanDuel. Because when you're at FanDuel, baseball season right now is in full swing, and there's no better place to get in on the action than FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. Because right now, new customers, you're going to get a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000. That's up to $1,000 back in bonus bets if your first bet doesn't win. Here's a hint. Bet on the Dodgers. You're not going to win. You're going to get $1,000 back in bonus bets. So, just go to FanDuel.com forward slash locked on to join today. Don't miss your chance to snag a no-sweat first bet up to $1,000 back when you join FanDuel today. Just go, just go to FanDuel.com forward slash locked on to sign up. FanDuel, an official sports betting partner of Major League Baseball. March Madness is right around the corner. If you want to win your office pool, you need to stay caught up with all the college basketball action with the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Every Monday, Andy Patton and Isaac Shade recap the biggest stories in college.
college basketball, keep you up to date on the NCAA tournament bubble, and get you ready for the upcoming week of games. From the Big East to the Mountain West and everywhere in between, Andy and Isaac have college hoops covered on the Locked On College Basketball Podcast. Available on YouTube and wherever you get podcasts. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. All right. So, <coughs> excuse me. The NBA Finals are over. Congratulations, Denver. Dan Issel, you guys did it. However, the Locked On NBA Draft Special is here and it's bigger than ever. I need you to follow along the entire first round in a six-episode ultimate mock draft experience that only Locked On can deliver. All episodes are available now on Locked On NBA Big Board on YouTube or wherever you listen to your podcast. So let's talk about the big board. What are we looking at now? Where is USC's recruiting class ranked as you're watching this episode of Locked On USC? Heading into the June bash, the official weekend, USC was ranked, their class was ranked number 14. With the commitment from four-star Marcellus Williams, USC jumps from number 14 to number nine in the on three recruiting rankings. So as of now, before Monday really starts getting into gear, depending on how early you're watching this episode, making your first listen, USC has a number nine class in the country. <clears throat> Pardon me. Let me uh, just go over those 11 names who are now in the class. I've been talking about Marcellus the entire first segment. Dakota Fields, Walter Matthews, the four-star tight end from Hiram, Georgia. Elijah Newby, four-star linebacker, actually rush end from Connecticut. Four-star wide receiver, Xavier Jordan. Four-star edge rusher, Cameron Fountain, Georgia. Four-star tight end, Las Oswego, uh, Oregon, tight end, Joey Olson. Four-star safety, Jarvis Boatwright Jr., out of Florida. You've got, out of Central California, Modesto. Interior offensive lineman, Manasi Ititi. And then you've got running back Brian Jackson out of the state of Texas, and another offensive lineman, Hayden Trader, out of Colorado. USC, again, has the number nine class. Today's, what, June 19th, depending if you're watching the show on Monday. USC finished their 2023 class, ranked inside the top 10. That's when Deuce Robinson jumped aboard late. The very tail end. USC is well ahead of that pace right now, as you can see. Uh, when Williams committed, he became USC's highest-ranked commit so far in this class. As I mentioned, number one seven. He's the number one. Excuse me. He's the number seventy-one overall prospect and the number nine cornerback in the twenty twenty-four cycle. He's also the number seven player in the entire state of California. High praise. Now, a little math, try and keep up here. USC with that number nine class, they have a class score of 91.22. South Carolina College of the Southeastern Conference, they have the number eight class, 
they have the same number of commitments, 11, but they sit with a score of 91.39. Again, USC, 91.22. Number eight class, 91.39. Yeah. Um, you can't fit the difference between the thumb and my forefinger. That's how narrow the difference is. The number seven class, Notre Dame. They have 19 commitments, and they're only sitting with a score of 91.57. These are great scores, by the way. But with eight more commitments and just barely a lead from seven to nine, yeah. US, Notre Dame can feel USC's breath. Speaking of feeling USC's breath, how about um, number six, Clemson? They have 11 commitments, just like USC. Their score is a little bit higher, 91.78. They've got a couple of five stars uh, in, their, in their grouping. Speaking of uh, Clemson, quick note. Wide receiver prospect, five-star, Mike Matthews, is down to USC and Clemson, according to a really good source. And he has no favorites. There's no, right now, USC or neither Clemson or USC lead. That's how close it is. Uh, the number five class, Michigan. They have 21 commitments. Their class is almost done. <laughs> okay, so interestingly enough, USC is sitting at number six in the country. Uh, the reason I didn't give Michigan score, they, they jump into 92-something. 90, so there's a significant jump from 5 to 9. Every, in other words, 6 through 9, six through nine, they're all just jump, bundled, bunched up together right in there. It changes when you get to number 5. But here's, here's what I want everyone to keep in mind. USC sitting, is sitting at number 6 in the country in score average. The Trojans have an average commit rating of 90.65. Now, Marcellus wasn't the only victory salute that was put out on Sunday. The June Bash weekend, it, it hasn't had the same flurry of commitments as the weekend that USC hosted two weeks ago, but it's coming. Trust me on this. I know commitment dates. Can't give them, can't tell you who. They're coming this month. And here's what we could talk about. Most believe that Sunday's second bat signal was for an offensive line guy. But who? Was it for Makai Sina? Jason Zandamella? How about Justin Tauno? Taunu? All of those guys, each of those three guys, are interior offensive linemen. And remember, I've told you before, allegedly, those spots are filled for USC's 2024 class. So if you're a local prospect, I suggest not asking the staff to wait for you to make a December decision so you can make your choice. Probably not a good idea. So... How good of a chance does USC have with wide receiver Draylon Miller, who was on his official visit? 
the feeling is strong <laughs> that USC is going to end up with Draylon's commitment. Uh, he, by the way, he also said that, uh, Draylon said, that he and linebacker prospect Ty Anthony Smith, from, they're both from Texas, uh, will 100% be playing in college together, both of those guys. So, if we're reading the tea leaves and USC feels really, really strong about Draylon, what does that tell you about Ty Anthony Smith? So, was it those two? Was it one of those two? How about Marquise Gallegos? Was it the JC defensive back Sione? Just a reminder, over the weekend, Mission got a running back commitment. And it wasn't Taylor Tatum. So did USC get the, you know, the, the wink and a nod from Taylor Tatum's camp? Here's, here's what USC recruiting fans, it's going to take a minute or two. But you need to switch your mindset about who USC is recruiting against as well as to play against. I went over those recruiting numbers of just a few minutes ago. Let's compare USC's class against the big conference. In 2024, this recruiting class, if right now USC's recruiting class comes in at number three, if we're because we have to consider them a member of the Big Ten Conference. They're behind only Ohio State and Michigan. They passed up Penn State in this last rankings update. USC still has less commitments than both Ohio State. They have 14. I told you Michigan has 21. So with a score of 91.22, the Trojans are trailing Michigan, which has a score of 92.186. So there's Michigan's score. USC is second in the Big Ten in average prospect rating behind only Ohio State. So if things hold the way they are, and USC gets who they believe they're going to get by the end of the month, we can all say hell to having a top five class. USC has a top 10 recruiting class right now. They have a top nine class today. They're not just going to have a top five class. Because I'm not sure, look, they're going to have a top five or better class. Because I'm not sure if you're the competition, how you how you recruit against USC when USC doesn't really have a recruiting budget. They're winning again. Remember, they won 11 games last year. And if they knew how to tackle on defense, they're probably winning more than 11 games. Um, recruits, are, when they're taking official visits, they're, they're having luau's at Lincoln Riley's Palos Verdes Estates Lair that literally sits on a cliff overlooking the Pacific Ocean. And then when they're not there hanging out, cuddled up in blankets with their names on it, they're taking a yacht cruise. May, or maybe that's where they had their blankets waiting for them. Um, and then when they're not taking a cruise on a yacht in the marina, they're hanging out with a bunch of former USC NFL Hall of Famers while having dinner 
on the floor of the Colosseum. Having what's called, it was the golden hour. Uh, this is when USC lays it on thick. I mean, when the Troy Palomalos, the Ronnie Lots, when those type of guys start showing up, the Marcus Allen. Yeah. And then, I mean, that's Friday and Saturday. Oh, they're not done. On Sunday, they typically now, it seems like this is standard operating procedure. We're going to take the recruits and their families. Let's just take them over to Kobe's house down the street, where the father of Bronny James plays for the Lakers. That's where they have breakfast. <clears throat> this is why people are worried about USC. Because Riley knows how to recruit. And he has unfair advantages. Look, I've heard some anecdotal stuff from recruits and other connected sources. USC is crushing it. They are going to have a top five or better recruiting class when this 2024 cycle is in, over. <clears throat> so... Sunday afternoon, I was at the Overtime 7 Finals, OT7. It's a 7-on-7 seven seven championships. One of the teams out there, they're called the Trillion Boys. Coached up by, uh, used to be coached up by Sua Cravens. Now they're being coached up by uh, Chris Hawkins. You know him. Recognize that name. They've got a couple of guys um in the 2025 recruiting cycle that USC is really excited about. As I mentioned, they're coached up by Chris Hawkins Jr. Seahawk, uh, former USC defensive back, ASU defensive back coach, uh, who is currently at Tustin High School doing his thing. Trust me, he's going to get another gig in college soon enough. He was just one of those... Uh, Guys who kind of got thrown under the bus by Herm Edwards and that staff when they were doing their whole thing during that COVID stuff. Anyways, moving on. Don't feel bad for Seahawk. He's doing just fine. Still well respected within the coaching industry. Two of the players USC is after. These are big prospects. Uh, first one, safety, Anquan Fagans. He's big. You recognize the last name? His brother... Well, he's the younger brother of USC transfer, the one from Alabama, Traquan. Anquan, who was just a junior in high school, he has a similar size to Zion Branch. Yeah. <laughs> um, again, just a junior in high school. Oh, by the way, he might be playing in Southern California in 2023, his high school year. Decisions coming soon, probably within the next couple of weeks. Here's a hint. It's not who you think he might be playing for. I got to meet uh, his father and another one of his older brothers uh, who plays at Northwestern State. Really nice family. And believe it or not, Anquan still has not been on Essie's campus, despite being committed. <laughs> so he, he's making his way over there. So I heard. 
Another uh, prospect on the uh, seven on seven team, Dijon Lee, cornerback. I think he's taller than any current USC cornerback on the roster right now, or he at least looks like it. Uh, he is a legit six foot four. He he kind of reminds me a little bit of Kalen Bullock in that in the in the uh, in so much that he needs to get thicker. Um, but he moves really well in the hips for a guy his size. Typically guys with long legs, they, they kind of, they're, they're awkward, herky-jerky looking. Not this guy. Very fluid. Uh, caught up with Xavier Jordan, wide receiver commitment from Sierra Canyon. He wasn't playing in the event. Uh, I think he had an official visit hangover. <laughs> uh, his most common comment while he was being interviewed uh, by WRC's Scott Trader, it was dope, end quote. Um, I actually asked uh, Xavier uh, what he felt USC did to make his official visit feel unique and specialized to him. Uh, he said that it was who they had him hanging out with, individually as well as in groups, and how they... Um, did the presentation for him. You want more of that, I don't have time here, head on over to wrc.com, or I'll go into it on another episode of Locked on USC. I think I mentioned uh, on the episode um, about when Justin Dietrich did his truck pull, I mentioned that Elijah Page, the freshman offensive lineman from Arizona, how he was going to, he was a future team captain in waiting. Well, the freshman O-lineman is already hosting 2024 recruits. I know that one or more of the offensive linemen who were on their official visit this weekend, Elijah was their host, was the host. That should tell you uh, what the staff thinks about that young man's character. That's high praise. Another uh, here, another real quick note before we get out of here. It sounds like it could be USC versus Clemson for wide receiver Mike Matthews. Yeah, another five star from the Southeast, Georgia. Apparently, he has no favorites. It's a zero-zero game. Okay, that's it. That's it for this show. Got to get out of here. But I'm going to have a lot more on tomorrow's episode. Again, I want to thank everyone, every day, for making uh, Locked on USC your first listen or your first watch. Uh, and if you want to be an everydayer, it's that easy. Just tune in. Tomorrow's episode, I'm going to have more recruiting updates and a lot more stuff because we're anticipating a lot more stuff breaking coming out of this June Bash official weekend. So, on that note, I hope everyone had a great time, had a great weekend. Trojan Fathers, happy Father's Day. I hope you got what you wanted. So, until our next episode of Locked On USC, everyone, you know what to do.